Hello. 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 All right, podcast number one. What are we talking about? Let's talk about mountains. I say mountains because I'm from Utah. Uh, my name is Brighton Hardy. That is a uh, actually a, a ski resort here in Utah. Uh, family homestead, great-great-great-grandfather, William Stewart Brighton. My name comes from that man, also where the name of the resort comes from. They used to... Um, it was it was goat cheese and and like biscuits, you know, that they would do back then when they were first settling. Man, goat cheese and biscuits, bruh. Like that shit sounds scrumdiddly umptious. Like if anyone were to ever go back up there and start doing that, I mean I'm sure it'd be difficult because you know, it's a resort now and it's all, you know, that hierarchy of that company status probably be pretty difficult especially since i'm pretty sure most of our food is 55 bucks just kidding probably you know maybe if you get like two or three things but what was my point here introducing myself so mountains is the way that we say it in utah most people say mountains people say brighton you can call me brighton pac 12 b-town any of those will work. First podcast, this is just a little test run, see how this works, see how I can improve next time. That's the goal, right? Always improving, always getting better. And today, Tuesday, it's 2 p.m. And what I'm thinking in my mind is how to uh, get some sales. I do social media marketing for a couple of businesses locally. And I want to expand that. I want to get more people. And one of the best ways I've found to do that is to go face-to-face and talk to a business owner. But going into a business and saying, hey, is there, you know, the owner around is like shooting arrows into a lake and hoping to hit a fish, right? Like even if you see one, you got the refraction of the light, they may not want to talk to you, maybe you have bad aim, whatever. So... What I'm going to talk about here is how I approach my customers. So first things first, it's like any interaction, you have to realize that you're just talking to a person and you have to be personable. So the way that I do that, first of all, I go in, I introduce myself. Hello, my name is Brighton. What's yours? Or, you know, are you the business owner here? Yes, I am. Awesome. What's your name? Shake their hand if they're comfortable with it. Don't cross any boundaries though, you know, don't. Don't reach over tables just to shake their hand, like, you know, reach out casually, and if they reach to meet you, great, you know. So, I've had people not want to shake my hand before, and the the, the oddest thing about that is it makes you feel something right away, you know. So, that's what you got to do. You got to get those feelings, and you have to either, A, do one of two things, address it and realize it's real for you, and dismiss it, or B... You acknowledge it and you don't you don't make anything of it, which is usually the route that I take. If someone doesn't shake my hand, I say, all right, you know, no worries or, you know, it's it's still nice to meet you. Something to 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 calm their nerves, because if they're not shaking your hand, they're obviously, you know, being cautious that you're 
either the, they're to sell them something or they're busy or maybe they just have stuff on their hands. You know, you just have to take it at face value. So then what I do from there is I start the introduction process. You know, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is why I came in and immediately ask them questions. You know, do you guys, you know, do any social media for yourselves? Is this something that you've done in the past or heard of or you've ever looked into? And you just get them talking, get, the, get them to say whatever, because the best thing to do is 80-20 everything, right? So what I mean by that is 80% listening, 20% talking, or 80% of what you want to say better come out in 20% words, right? Because you can't be talking too much. Like with a podcast, it's a little bit different because I'm the only one here. If there was someone interacting with me, which hopefully, you know, you guys listen to podcasts frequently and understand that I will have people to talk to at some point. It's not always going to be just me, but first podcast, got to start somewhere, right? So we're talking to myself today. I'm doing all the talking and you guys are doing all the listening, but I'm sure throughout this process, there's going to be different increments of lessons that you're either listening to or not listening to. And by lessons, what I mean by that is you're taking the information that I'm giving you, your brain is processing it and turning it into what you know to make sense out of it from your experiences. And it's a really interesting thing when you look at this about people and there's, there's been studies on this that say people are just products of their experience, right? That you're only relative to the things that you've gone through. If you've never been to New York City before, then you may not know that there's towering you know, buildings everywhere if you live in a small town and how overwhelming that can feel just being into a new area because it's, it's an experience, right? Everything in life is, is an experience. Same thing with talking to customers, same thing with talking to anybody, it's an experience. So let's give you an example. I, there's this really funny cartoon, I forget who does it, but it's two headhunters that they walk into um, a building in New York City or a building wherever, it doesn't specify, and they see an elevator and they're just mind boggled of what this machine does. It's got two buttons on it, numbers everywhere, it doesn't make sense. You know, if you're from somewhere outside of where elevators really exist, like, you know, some third world country or something, and you saw an elevator, you'd be like, what is this? You know, you wouldn't know how to operate it. But obviously for us, it's very simple and we get it. So uh, uh, I would guess, I would say a fatter lady, I don't like using the word fat because it's just a, a stereotype of a body image, which, you know, we're just, we're all just humans, but a bigger lady walks into an elevator, hits a button, lights flash, and then out comes this tall, beautiful blonde lady. And the assumption from the cartoon is that the headhunters think that she got transformed into a better looking version of herself, which we all know is not true. That's not what elevators do, <laughs> but to someone that doesn't have that perspective or that experience yet, to them, that's all it is, you know, until you have the, the knowledge of what it actually is or what it actually does, right, through an experience. If they went into the elevator, hit a button to have the experience, which is, you know, anybody that probably has been on an escalator before knows the first time you get on it, you're afraid you're just going to, like, get eaten by it, but... 
if they would have gone into it, they would have been like, oh, it takes us to another floor, which, you know, may have been confusing in a whole nother way. Who knows? Whatever. It's a cartoon. Don't read too much into this. But what I'm getting at is that you only understand from your perspective. If you come from somewhere else in the world besides where you're at, people may have a different perspective on something than you or a different opinion or, you know, whatever word you want to take from that. Um, one thing I want to time out on real quick is whenever I say a word, I just want you guys to immediately dismiss it as any connotation besides the actual definition. So the denotation, the, the, the dictionary definition of the word, or just take it at face value. You know, some people hear the word dessert and think something about it. They think cake, they think that they, you know, that's just because of your, your mind and how it works. But try not to do that with me because one, everything I say is open to interpretation of you and your experiences. And two is words are just words, right? They only have the meanings that we've given them. For example, I love this, this example. I like to bring it up a lot. The word nomenclature, it's the word for the word of things. Whenever you say, hey, what's, what's the word for, uh, you know, two bears in a, in a pot? You know, I don't know what that is. But if there was a word for it, the word for that word would be nomenclature, right? So it, it describes the words that define themselves in a sense. So the reason I love bringing this up is because it's, it, it to me is the giant contradiction of the dictionary, which is that every word and every meaning that it has has been described by words themselves, which in turn have definitions of themselves to explain the thing that we're trying to explain, which there's a word for this. <laughs> Uh, I want to look it up right now because it's a good word. It's a really good word. Word for description of how we explain words. See, this is why Google is so hard is because you don't even know if the words you're putting in are being recognized as what you meant them to mean. But explanation synonyms, that's a good one. Synonyms for explanation, interpretation, justification, meaning, motive, note, report, resolution. Hmm. Not the ones I'm looking for. Anyway, let's go on because it's just going to sit there and linger. Um, have you guys ever had that experience where... You're thinking of the name of a movie or of a celebrity or of a popular song or something like that. And you know it because you've heard it a million times. You've seen it a thousand times. And for some reason, when someone asks you on the spot, your brain just has a brain fart. And you're like, what? I don't remember what it is. Well, there is a word for that. <laughs> um, I believe the word is prescavu. At least that's the word that I've found for it. And... Prescavu is a form of like deja vu and it happens when you're thinking of something and because your brain works so fast, you, you're working to think of it instead of letting it come to you. So the most recent information that you've taken in 
blocks it in a sense. And it's interesting, right? Because you know, you know the word, you know, you know what it is. And as soon as you stop thinking about it, it comes to you and you're like, oh, that's what it was. That's the name of the actor. And it'd be like two days later and you'll be like, yep, I remember now. And people are like, what are you talking about? And you're like, remember two days ago when we were talking about fucking this and that and the other? Yeah. By the way, I swear, because words, I think, like swear words, they're just words. You know, people give them different meanings for different things. But don't take them as anything more than just how I articulate myself. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I can't, can't please everybody. One thing I can do, though, is give you guys some 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 depth about me real quick so i come from a little bit of a sales a little bit a lot of bit of a sales background um event management um product placement um i've even worked at some restaurants uh different things like that i try to further my education every day um and because knowledge is, is one of the best things you can have about anything you know whatever it is if you have knowledge about it you have an arsenal of 50 caliber rounds that are words that you can use to justify or explain anything, right? Whatever you do, whether it's sales, whether it's um, teachings, whether it's um, religious work, charity work, whatever, you have to have a way to give people whys, reasons why, right? And I love the word why because it has... A very specific definition why can only just mean you know very few things it's a definition of the meaning of something in a sense when you're asking someone hey why do you do that you're asking them for a, a reasoning or a definition or whatever they can give you behind their actions or justification for it right or if you have a why you have a reason for being. And I think why is, is you know, people, there's a, a TED Talk. He's an amazing guy. Um, and it's called, People Don't Buy What You Do. They Buy Why You Do It. Um, I was typing that in because I don't know if that's the actual name of the video. Um, Simon Sinek, How Great Leadership, leader. oh, sorry, How Great Leaders Inspire Action is one of the titles for his TED Talks. Uh, Simon Sinek, I hope I'm saying that right, um, he articulates himself very well. Um, you'll notice he has a very specific way he talks and the way that he gives certain inflections and ups and downs in his voice, which is how you can change words to have different meanings. If I say to you, hey man, and you go, whoa, that was, that was grisly, that was, that was mean. You know, you might, you might not want to be like, yo, what's up? Back to me, you know? But if I'm like, hey, man, you might be like, hey, what's up? You know, if it's, it's about the way you say things, the why behind your words, right? And it's everything like that. This guy explains it so well about the whys in business and how to inspire action between that. And what I love about this is that this can be implemented into whatever you're doing and however you're doing it. So... For example, this podcast. I'm 
hopefully bringing the intent that I'm looking for because I'm just speaking here, you know, I don't even know if anyone's going to listen to this. I don't know if a million people are going to listen to this and I don't know who is going to listen to this. I don't know what kind of people are going to listen to this. I don't know if they're going to, you know, don't speak English, don't um, maybe speak American English or, you know, something like that because words, words can be different things from different places. If I say something like car to you, if you have a different background than me and you maybe come from somewhere uh, on the eastern seaboard, you you probably know a different meaning for the word car. <laughs> and if you do and you know what I'm talking about, then I'm sorry. <laughs> but for those of you who don't, um, in some countries, the word car means cock, right? <laughs> and if you're from... You know, somewhere down south, you might hear the word cock and think I'm talking about uh, roosters. Is that is that right? I think that's the other name for roosters. So it's it's different names for things. And hopefully as this goes on, I can fully elaborate on how deeply this goes because words are so powerful. You have the power with whatever you say to somebody to, to make a change, to make an action and to also influence them. The power of suggestion is huge, huge. It's what a hundred percent of marketing is based off of. It's how everybody gets their business by the power of suggestion. You don't do something unless you want to do it. Whatever that reason would be, whether someone told you about it before you found out on your own, there was a suggestion there, you know, whether you just read a billboard and it said, Hey, come to our, our store and buy something. And you went, okay, I'll do that. Or, you, you know, maybe you see those signs all the time and you go, all right, you know, I know most of these are just BS. Then you may, you may act differently upon those things. So how do you get customers and people to hear your words the way that you meant to say them without having a, a gap? One, one thing to do is to be authentic. You have to be authentic with what you're saying. If you say something to somebody and you're not authentic about it, the meaning that you gave may not have sounded to them the meaning you, you intended. Let me give you an example. Um, have you ever been listening to your friend talk and they're just going on and on and on and they're talking for a million miles an hour and you're kind of zoning out and they say something to you like, hey man, watch. And you're like, watch? Watch what? And there's like, no, 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 watch, like your watch, what time is it? Or, you know, no, watch, watch this or whatever, you know, whatever you hear it as. And then they're like, no, they correct you. And I meant, you know, your watch on your hand. And you're like, oh, and you feel like you kind of missed something there. You're like, what? I heard what you said, but it didn't, it didn't click immediately in my brain. You know, I'm sure we've all had that experience and I'm sure there's a word for this that I will find out later. Um, it takes too much time to find out the words for, for everything, but if you know the word for this, let me know because I know a lot of people out there know words easier than others. You know, some people just remember everything. People have different minds, right? So that's, what's interesting. So let's get back to the topic, which is, you know, me going and talking to customers. So let's say, for example, I'm talking to a customer and I'm saying, you know, Hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. Here's, here's how it's going to benefit you. Um, the A, B, and C process will do, you know, D, E, and F results. And 
it'll help your business. You know, if they hear that and I can see in their eyes that there was a disconnect, you're, you're doing a few things. Okay. One is you have to look at yourself and say, Hey, am I being organic? Am what I, is what I'm saying coming off salesy or is it coming from my heart? Is it coming from my experience or is it coming from the being in the moment right now? You know, are you talking about something based off of an experience? Like you're giving someone a backstory. Hey, one time I had this happen with a customer and this, that, and the other, and this is why you should do it. I I totally, I'd say stray away from that as much as possible, you know, just because one, um, no one cares. No one cares about your experiences, but if it brings value, they do. If it brings value, they do. So remember that if it brings value, people listen, right? Whenever you're talking to somebody, you're hoping to bring them some kind of value, something that they want to actually listen to. I'm sure you guys have had this experience when you're a little kid and you're talking to your mom or your dad and you're just talking, 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 and they're flat out loud not listening to you. And you know that, but you keep talking and you hurt, hope that everything you said they heard. And because parents are awesome is they somehow heard like the important stuff, but didn't hear anything else about the nine things you rambled on about. Um, I'm sure we've all had that experience. And what that says to me is, you know, one, people have the ability to hear what they need to hear, right? Every, anybody that's listening to this right now or will listen to this in the future, they've already picked up bits and pieces of this podcast that they understood and listened to and made meaning of and parts that they didn't, right? So listen to that again. They listened and they heard parts that they made meaning to and understood and parts they didn't. One reason for that is because your listening is is not 100% because your brain's always going. So every time I say something, you're processing it and then you're thinking about a response in your head which in in tune, you know, takes you out of listening, which it's really hard to always listen. You can't always listen, you know. It's there's one thing I I, I said this once, there's a difference between intentful listening and intentional listening, which I know those words are very similar and they sound the same. But what I mean by that is I think when you intend intentionally to listen to somebody and to try to understand what they're saying, it, you're going to talk, you're going to have responses when it's, when it's there. But if you're, if you're trying, so that's what I guess I should say, if you're just trying to listen versus actually listening, if you're just trying, you're listening to what they're saying, but you may be thinking about your responses already and what you're going to say after that, instead of getting back into the conversation and trying to understand and keep understanding, the more you can keep understand, more keep understanding, my grammar is terrible. The more that you can understand from what they're telling you, the better your response will be at the end. And what I mean by that is if you guys are listening to this podcast, you're probably coming up with things in your mind of what you you would respond to this or how you may feel about something like this. And from that, you may make a decision. A, keep listening to this podcast or B, stop listening to this podcast, depending on what level this this comes in at. What I'm really trying to do is stay neutral so that everybody can take something from this and and, you know, I know the thing is people hear what they want to hear when they need to hear it. You know, people are where they're at because they're at where they need to be or where they've put themselves. And we have control over that as human beings, which 
you know, I'll get into a little bit more later, but back to the customer. So they're listening to what you're saying. They didn't pick up on something. Um, you've thought about it. Are you being organic? Are you, are you coming from a place of true intention? And maybe you're in there listening for money, right? So here's a key number two is you listen for their benefit. You're not looking for your benefit. You're not listening for the opportunity to go, oh, they said uh, that they, I used to sell windows. They say that they have a broken window. That's my opportunity. No, listen to their problems. Listen to what they have to say. You may hear later on in that conversation if you listen, instead of thinking about the one broken window that they need to get fixed and you wanting to you know, do all this service for them, they may say to you that they are broke as a joke and they can't they couldn't pull a a dime out of their wallet without going bankrupt that that's not a customer you know that's not somebody that could give bring value you could bring value to that's not someone that could take from you anything of value unless you know maybe you have some kind of financing you know so on and so forth i mean there's a million ways especially in sales you know but the, the best way to be a good salesman is to know your customers and even more so know who's not your customer. Know who, know, know who you're not, not selling to, who you're not interested in working with. If you work with somebody and you, you do your hardest work so that you can get them financed and you get them approved and they buy your windows and you get the commission and then three months later they default on their loan and you get a chargeback, you're, you're going to hate your life. You're going to be like, damn, that sucks. But if you make a sale to somebody that you know needs it, wants it, and could, could benefit from it, then you're covering all your bases. You're making sure that in six months that they are still making their payments, that they can afford to do that, that they can benefit from it, and you know, so on and so forth. You're trying to bring value. Um, so that's, that's number two. I, I hope that made sense. Uh, a lot of that, it, it really comes from a person to person basis. You have to understand the person that you're talking to, which brings me to my third point is picking up on experience, which is you as a human know from experience. If somebody is talking to you in a loud tone of voice, it, it usually rings true that they're mad. But if you do the best you can to only take what they say as what they say, not how they say it then you're going to have a much better conversation. If someone says, yo, what are you doing, man? When I'm going in and talking to, trying to talk to a business owner and the business owner comes out and says, what, what do you want? I could do A, one of two things. Take the words that he meant and answer his question promptly. Say, hey, man, here's what I'm doing. Be positive and be, match his energy though. Be like, yeah, dude, let me tell you what I'm doing. Let me get right to it. You know, that's what people want. That's how you meet someone where they're at. If you get a guy that says, hey, you got 30 seconds sell me, then a lot of people just shit the bed and they go, oh, let me just spout off a million pieces of information that you're not listening to. The one thing I would do right there, this guy says 30 seconds, you're, you are trying to sell yourself because that guy does not care about what you're selling or why you're selling. Well, no, sorry. He doesn't care about what you're selling or why you want him to buy it. But he does care about why you are selling it. Why, why do you do the things you do? If you want someone to buy any kind of product, a car, 
a massage, anything. You want to do it for their benefit. That's, that's where this comes from. People make their decisions emotionally more than they do logically. And yes, you have those people that may be logical about it and go, well, how much does it cost? How much this? When? Why? All those other kinds of questions. Um, if you answer those questions properly, you can feed into your wants and your whys, but they have to be, they have to be, I want to say optimistic because for them, because if they're, if they're making a decision for you, like, oh yeah, this guy needs money. I'm going to buy this just because he needs money. I mean, first of all, that's, that's not really how sales works. You know, you may get your friends and your family that love you and, and want to do things like that for you. But if you're talking to a random person that's never met you before, knows nothing about you, you have to give them a reason to love you. You have to give them a reason to believe in you and believe that what you're saying is true and not just true, but will come to fruition, right? So let's say you say to somebody, um, hey man, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to sell you a massage. My sister's a massage therapist. So I use this example. I'm going to give you a massage. You're going to feel so much better after blah, 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 blah. And they go in and they get a massage. And because first of all, they've had a shitty day. Um, or, you know, they hate massages, never had one before, don't know how to like just sit comfortably. They may sit there and squirm the whole time and you may have a terrible massage and have to like get them to, Hey, like, dude, relax for a minute. Cause that's how you get a good massage. You just have to completely relax and be worry free. This guy's going to come out and be like, that massage was terrible. Cause this, that, and the other. So as a massage therapist, you have to be able to take someone's worry away. And that's what you have to do with anything. You have to take people's worry away make them worry free anything that they have concerns about you you are there to help okay if somebody says hey look i want to buy this car i have the money for it i'm worried though that in thirty thousand miles the warranty is gonna expire and my car is gonna break down and you say to them well look man that's understandable you know understand that be be sympathetic or apathetic or whatever just relate to them i know apathetic is not the right word there but sympathetic sympathize with them uh i would say maybe coincide with them you know be on their side if someone's gonna buy a car from me and they're worried about it breaking down in thirty thousand miles i'm gonna sit there and i'm gonna go look man this car is amazing. Here's why. I've seen people drive these for 60,000 miles, 70,000 miles, 80,000 miles, and not once have to replace anything. Keep up with your regular maintenance. Do this to help that. Do this to supplement that. Um, make sure you're coming in if anything you know doesn't sound right so that we can help you and make sure it doesn't lead to a bigger problem down the road. And you'll never have that problem. And that guy will go, all right, no more worries. Let's do it. Right. If he's worry free. Oh man, you're set. You're set. If you take all their worries away and some people come in and you know, you have those lay down sales where people, they come in intentionally. They're going to buy that no matter what. Right. But then you have those people that are just shoppers. And then you have those people that are just like onlookers. And then you have that dude that tries to pretend like he can afford it, but can't. Um, let me give you a perfect example of this and how not to sell somebody 
I worked at a car dealership in Texas and one day I was having one of my friends come in to look at a car, um, something that I, you know, I, I knew a little bit about this kid because I knew where, what his job was, how much he got paid usually. I had an idea of what he could afford. So I was pointing him towards a certain car, right? And it wasn't because I thought that I could make a certain amount of money on that car or anything like that. It was because I thought it was, was what was right for him. Now, let me give you an example. He comes in, walks on the lot, like anybody does, starts looking at all the nice cars. And immediately, one of my coworkers goes out and, and snipes him. He tells him, you know, he's there for me, which, you know, salesmen do this. You know, they try to steal sales from people, which, you know, life. And he goes on to tell him that he wants, he wanted to ask about this certain truck. And it was this, it was a Black Widow. It was a, that was the name of the, the custom truck that we have done every year. It's a $70,000, uh, like half ton pickup. So a pretty sweet truck with all the trimmings, all the rims, all the lights, all the whatever, you know, $70,000. And this coworker of mine, I came over to him and I'm like, hey man, this is is my guy. And he's just continuing this sell. He's going through the whole process, has him run a credit check. This kid has not only no credit, he has no bank account. (laughs) He gets paid under the table and he just gave him a random amount. Yeah, man, I make this much a month. Like anybody can give you a random amount of money. No one's no one's always going to be upfront with you on those things. It's always about, you know, getting those details without being, I would say, not, not prying, but not intentional. You know, you can pry, but if your intent is to, you know, figure out how much money they make a year, rather than to figure out if this is right for them, you're going to say it and it's going to, it's going to ring wrong for them. You know, they're going to hear it and they're going to go, what? Why are you asking about how much I make, dude? That's none of your business or whatever. And so what he did is he continued to do the sell. Um, he, we, we had a bank in town that would do 90 month, um, lease terms or, or financing terms, 90 months for a car. Like this guy was going to be $1,600 a month at an 11% interest rate on a mortgage for a car, like that's a mortgage payment right there on his first car. And he said to him, you know, one of my bosses, he goes, do you want to do the deal? Cause we'll do the deal. And he, he did the deal for me, wrote it up, did all this stuff. And I knew the entire time this dude was just fucking wasting his time. He was sitting there BSing with him when I could have been showing him actual cars that he could take, take him on, on real test drives. Sorry, I just heard my dog make a noise. Um, you know, actually getting him something that he would like. And, and the cool thing about that is, you know, if I would have actually done this process with this guy at the time, my friend, and he may have fallen in love with that car, but because there was so much time invested into this thing that he knew wasn't even going to be plausible, he, his, his attention span ran out. You know, people only have so much attention that you can you can take from you have to know when to stop when to start and when to give up sometimes and by give up i mean you know let them walk or you walk sometimes you have to do a takeaway um anyway so he didn't buy the car obviously but 
the moral behind this story is if you're going to make a sell for somebody because he was going to make three to six grand, I think he was going to make $6,000 and because I was in on it, we were going to split it because I told him this was my customer. So we were going to make three grand each if he bought this car. Um, that's never okay. You can't do that to people. You, you, you can't force somebody to do something like that just because you know how to talk your way around, you know, the world. You have to be real with someone. If you, if you know your words properly enough, you could be to the Jedi level, the Jedi level where you go, these are not the drones you're looking for. These are not the droids you're looking for. I know I just messed that quote up. And, and then they go, okay. You know, just like in the movie, like you can do that with people. You can talk to someone and you can be like, this is the car you want to buy. This is why you want it. You will love this car forever. They'll be like, dude, you're right. You get, you hit all the, all my emotional points. You realize I had three kids. I need a back seat. I have a dog, this, that, and the other, you know, boom. Let me give you a whole walkthrough of how to do this process and make it easy for you guys. Cause it's the same thing every time I promise. So, uh, I was on a hike and there's a couple different canyons in Utah where you can have dogs and there's one specifically you can't because it's a watershed trail, meaning that our water comes from uh, the rivers up there. So they don't want dogs, you know, contaminating it, whatever. Um, I was on a hike and I decided to try and sell to people the items that I found on the way. So first I tried to sell a rock um, to this gentleman that was sitting on a rock and uh, that was my first attempt at this. I kind of was very transparent with him about what I was doing so he understood what I was getting at and he said he didn't want to buy it, right? Um, I skip over that one because that that's a specific scenario if you're if you're so real with somebody that you're giving them all the information you you you've given away all all your cards you've shown them your hand right and that's kind of where the balance comes is how much information you give someone slowly enough that they can process enough that they can understand that's not overwhelming to get them to buy right um so goes on i go on the hike um, I'm coming down and I pick up this stick, this just, it was the stick that had been washed over in this, uh, river for a while. So it was all nice and smooth. Um, it was kind of some cool looking wood. And basically what I did is I was walking down the trail and I see two people walking up to me and I was like, Hey guys, how are you doing? Um, can I talk to you for a minute? They're like, yeah. And then, you know, I said, what's up? I introduced myself. I was like, Hey, how's it going, man? I'm Brighton. He said his name and I was like, I like your hat, you know, and that's right there. Icebreaker, break the ice with someone, make them comfortable with you. Don't be a stranger. Okay. Hey man, I like your hat. Like, you know, try to relate to them. Thank you, man. I like your hat too. Um, all right. So why did I stop you? And he's like, you know, I didn't necessarily say that, but this was, this is me recollecting. Right. So I said to him, you know, I just wanted to ask you guys a question because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to uh, build a business and show people that um, you can do A and B a thing to relate to somebody and 
basically, I mean, without telling him the whole thing, you know, I told him that I wanted to to teach people how they can talk to people in a sales environment or in any environment, any kind of business to make it profitable. How do you talk to people that, cause that's, that's all businesses, right? Customers, people to people. Um, it may be person, a machine, but there's someone be, behind that, you know, so on and so forth. There's all kinds of avenues for this that we're not going to get into, but so it goes on. First thing I see that happens is he's with his girlfriend and the girlfriend looks down at my hand and she sees I have a stick in it. So right there, boom, that gives me a key to know that she has picked up on my energy. She knows what I'm doing. And I address that. So I go, you know, I, I want to sell you guys this stick. And they're like, what? What do you mean? Sells this thing. And I was like, yeah, well, look, man, I mean, I picked this stick up and I just think it's a really cool stick. Right. And he's like, yeah, it is. It is a kind of cool stick. And I'm like, yeah, dude. So, I mean, I brought him up here because uh, or I'm bringing it down because I have a dog and immediately the girlfriend goes, I have a dog. And I was like, oh, you do? Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, and so right there, that's something to pick up on. You pick up on something that they they said. She said something to me. I have a dog. That's information. That's knowledge. That's something I can use. So I go, well, I'm bringing this stick down for my dog because, I mean, as you guys know, you can't bring your dog on this trail, right? And they're like, yeah, we wish we could. I was like, well, see my dog, every time we go on a hike, she grabs a stick. She loves sticks. And the wife, the girlfriend or wife goes, my dog loves sticks. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, love stick. And I'm like, love sticks. And I'm like, okay, well, let me ask you a question then. Do you want to buy this stick from me? And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you're not going to buy it, I'm going to take it home for my dog. But, and that, that's, that's something to pick up on right there. What I'm doing there is I'm, I'm showing them the fear of missing out, right? The fear of if they don't do something that they're going to regret it later, um, which is, it's a, it's a, it works, you know, if you do it properly and because my intentions there were not to get any money from them or anything like that, the, let me tell you what happened is I said to them, you know, well, let me ask you guys, what do you think the the worth of this stick is to you? And they're like, or the cost of it. And she's like, well, the, the cost is carrying it on this hike and bringing it back down. And I'm like, you're right. That is the cost. If you buy it, that's the cost you're paying to, to get it. Now you have to carry this stick, right? It's not the monetary value because money is just a representation of nothing, right? It, I mean, it used to represent gold, blah, 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 blah. Let's not get into that. Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's what you'd have to do. But I mean, I'm going to carry the stick if you're not going to, and I'm going to give it to my dog. And she's like, well, my dog would really like that stick. And the husband's looking at her and he sees in her eyes, the why, you know, and here's what you can pick up on with that is, you can notice people's body language and what they see in, in each other. You know, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. So the why behind this guy was he was going to make his girlfriend happy. And her why was she was going to make her dog happy. Right. And so I said to them, you know, like, do you guys want to buy the stick? And she's, they're like, dude, I don't have my wallet on me. Hey, this guy was about to pull cash out for this stick. And 
I'm like, no, dude, not the cost. Um, here's what I think is fair. I think you guys owe each other two compliments each. And they gave each other two compliments and I gave him the stick. And I think, you know, really what I got from that is one, the value of something to somebody is not what you make it be. If there's a $50,000 car on the lot, the value of that car is not $50,000 to the person that's going to buy it. It's the experience that they're going to have with it. You know, some people do it for whatever reason. They want to drive fast. They want to look cool. They want to impress their wife. They want to impress their boss. They want to do this. They want to do that, right? The one thing you can do is take away that experience uh, for yourself, not for the customer, for yourself, that this is doing anything but benefiting them. You don't, you don't want to go and sell people to make money. You want to go and sell people so that they can have a benefit, so they can have an experience or anything, not even sell people. You want to go and interact with somebody at a bar to talk to them, to bring some kind of value to them. If you're going to hit on a girl, you want her to know that you are going to buy her a drink or whatever, you know, and, or maybe you don't want to buy her a drink. Maybe you want to take her on a dinner date one day. You know, you want to let them know the value of what they could get from that and the kind of person that you are. Dating is a whole nother subject, so don't take that one too literally. Um, But what I'm getting at here is that when you're talking to somebody, you can create the value that they want if you listen carefully and intentionally. So you you right from the get go, what we did is we heard that she had a dog. We knew that first of all, you know, from experience, dogs love sticks, you know, and we took that, we kept going, we were, we had a conversation, it was all conversational, it was all, it was all within this, this realm of conversation of medium nothingness to, to the words that you're saying and the words that I'm saying that we're going to walk away from this and it's not going to matter, right? So what I did because of seeing that as I, I played to her emotional side. I played to the side that, you know, honestly, truly, I was going to bring that stick down to my dog if she didn't take it from me. And what I did in that is I almost felt like I was missing out. Like I had the fear of missing out on something. But material things in this universe, they come and go, right? Some of you may see, see that you have less or more than somebody else. It doesn't matter. You're, you are not the product of your environment. You are just you. You may be something from your experiences, but we all are at the core are just humans. We're all the same. We all have the same fears, the same emotions and different scenarios, different perspectives, right? If someone falls down a hill and I fall down that same hill two months later, I may have fallen down a thousand hills and been all right, but that person may have never fallen in their life and now they never want to go hiking or whatever, you know, it's, it's, that's what it is. You know, it's people's fear of something that stops them from doing it. Um, so the maximum time for this segment is 60 minutes. Keep an eye on the clock. We're at 47 minutes. Um, here's what I'll finish up with. Okay. If you are listening to this podcast and you've gotten all the way through this right now, I want you to know everything that I've said is of my opinion, meaning that this is the way that I found that I could articulate it the best into a spoken or, you know, the only really form that I have to communicate over podcasts. You know, if I was dancing around and doing stuff, you guys may have gotten like a lot of different perceptions of what I was doing this for. Um, But the intent here 
is to for me to talk. I just wanted to talk. This was my intent was to get, I got 47 minutes of talking out, which feels good. Um, a lot of people don't like to talk. I do. So that's why something like this may come a little bit easier for some, not so much to others, um, which brings me to other points of how you can be um, one of those one of those perceptions that you want to be. If you want to be that guy that can talk on podcasts for 48 minutes and do that, but you don't know what to talk about or whatever, that's what this podcast is. This podcast is going to teach you my experiences and my observations on the universe and the life that's in it and how we can use that in life, right? If you have a business or you have something that you love and you want to pursue it, there's practice. You have to do it every day. You have to learn. You have to grow. You have to be willing to take on the knowledge and take it at face value and then go from there. If somebody at your new job tells you, hey, man, don't do that. You just take that at face value and then you start to realize why he said not to do that down the road. And we'll get into all of this. We'll get into how to make your work life better, how to make your relationships better, how to make your business better, how to make your life better and positive and uplifting for all the people around you. Because that's what you, all of us really want to do in life. We all want to have that connection with a person to person. You know, no one wants to be alone. We're not alone in this universe. Know that if you are going through something or you have an experience and you have a feeling that you're the only one in the world that experiences, no, you're not alone. It may not be the same for everybody, but we're all in this together. We're all humans. We all go through this same circle of life. We all are born to die, right? And that's that's the hard truth of it. So thank you guys for anybody that listens to this. I appreciate you taking the time. It was a long one. Um, I don't know how this is going to pan out in the future. If you have any ideas of what I've talked about, want to chime in, please message me, follow me on Facebook, um, Brighton Hardy, or on Instagram at Pac12Brighton. Um, that's my uh, my little nickname. You can call me Pac12 if you'd like as well. Um, and I hope to hear some good responses. I hope to get some feedback. I hope this this grows. I hope this this first one marks a period in time for future experiences, guys. And as always, thank you. I hope to be back sooner than later.